2: And I am Javon J Love Adams. We bring it to you every week. And I am joined, of course, as always, by my partner, my brother, my co-host, the one and only Ed Easy Smith. He is a veteran of the NFL. How you doing, sir?
3: Going good, man. Looking forward to this show. Chopping it up with a couple of uh, additional brothers with us.
2: Yeah, and we and we mean brothers like that, like Skintown. We up in the building, so we uh, <laughs> every once in a while we'll bring some folks on to chop it up a bit. And so we are uh, because we the Cardinals are going to be playing the the Panthers this week, hitting hitting the road and going to uh, to Carolina. We have the pleasure of linking up with uh, with with our, our believe brothers. They cover the the Carolina Panthers. We got Desmond Johnson and we got the one and only Tyrone Poole. Uh he two time Super Bowl champion. You can't you can't take that away from him. My partner played in the Super Bowl, this man over here in the in our in, in the screen in the bottom right corner, he he got a couple of them rings.
3: How y'all hey, why you got why you gotta bring that up <laughs> <laughs> So
2: how y'all gentlemen doing? How you doing Desmond?
0: Good man, doing good. Just uh, staying busy. Um, just so so happy the football is back, and just hoping that the NFL can keep you know dodging these raindrops as we go through COVID twenty twenty.
2: Yeah, because we know it's a little it's starting to get a little uh, a little hectic out there. And Mister Pool, yes, how sir? you doing? How you doing, man?
1: And all is well. I am keeping one foot in front of the other, and as my slogan goes, working that thing, man, work that thing. If you want to be a champion, if you want to be great, you want to be. Awesome at anything, you got to work that thing. So just like them Cardinals and the Panthers, somebody gonna work that thing this weekend, and somebody gonna come away with a W.
2: Indeed, indeed. So the way we break it down, we're gonna talk about. Typically, we'll, we'll kind of recap what the Cardinals did uh, this week. We're gonna take a little different because we got some guests in the house. We you know we bringing out the nice fine china and everything. So we're gonna talk about the uh, kind of looking back on the on the Panthers and how they played a bit uh, from Pat from last week at the first victory of the of the season, and then also look in terms of uh, the. How, you know what? What do we think about the Panthers in that in that matchup with the Arizona Cardinals? And then, if our guests want to stick around, they are more than welcome to. So, looking forward to that. But before we get into that, the wait is finally over. Football is back. You not you might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. So, I was looking, of course, being the Lakers fan that I am, my Lakers are in the finals, and so I was looking at that. The Lakers are minus four and a half. That's a little bit too low for me. I don't know how I feel about that, but I might be looking at something like that. So from the game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there is always the online casino as well because it never closes. So head to BetOnline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's BetOnline.ag and sign up today. Bet online, your online sports book experts believe in the Arizona Cardinals. So let's get into it a little bit. The, the Carolina Panthers coming off a victory. uh, Now one and two on this early in this early season, um, we know that that McCaffrey is out for the next you know for the next couple of weeks additional weeks because of the high ankle sprain um you know i will start with you Desmond in terms of looking at that game or actually kind of looking at where the Panthers are right now what were your expectations going into last week's game and how do you feel about not only how they perform, but how they're how they're looking going into this uh this this game against the Arizona Cardinals
0: you know Javon it's kind of funny i don't know if we really had "Quote unquote expectations um, for for the team because we're still kind of learning this team ourselves. You know, we we've talked on the Believe in Panthers podcast myself and Tyrone that one of the things with this Panther unit is that they're still trying to figure out who they are. Like you know, a lot of teams have an identity already. They're you know a pass heavy team, or they're going to run the ball, or defensive oriented. We're still trying to figure out exactly what this Panther team is going to be. Now against the Chargers last Sunday, we kind of got a little bit more of that drip to kind of figure out what they're trying to do. Um, but in the end, I think, uh, I think our expectation was just for them to play hard because the first two weeks they could have won those two games. Uh, week one, they just ran across a Raider team that, uh, they just couldn't get into the backfield. Derek Carr was just getting the ball out of his hands so quick, you know, like in two seconds, three seconds, it's just hard to rush, uh, you know, defenders against that. Then of course you play Tom Brady in Tampa in week two on the road. Um, but each game, we kind of either shot ourselves in the foot with turnovers or, or, or young mistakes. So I think we were looking for that to be cut down. And to their credit, the Panthers did last Sunday. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think they only had like three penalties for like 30 yards or something like that. Had some turnovers finally. Finally notched some sacks. Uh, so I think we're just looking for a continuation of that so we can kind of see what this Panther unit is going to be known for. And we probably really won't know that until about halfway through the season.
2: Indeed, indeed. Tyrone, what, what were your thoughts or how do you feel coming into now going into week four? How do you feel about the the Panthers at this
1: point in time? Well, as a player, I'll say this. When we come in, no matter matter what we have, a first year coach or the coach has been around forever. Uh, as players, we're coming in with the expectation that every game uh, is a must win. Uh, we break the season down and I'm pretty sure Ed knows this as well, we break it down into four quarters. (laughs) Yes, indeed. 16 games, and we break it down into four quarters. And if our theory is, if we can go three and one in each of those quarters, we'll have a 12-4 and season. So I'm pretty sure with the players coming in, they are expected to win. As far as the fans, they don't know what to expect because they're trying to find out who uh, the head coach is, Coach Rule, who is he? with his system working uh, the pros uh, uh, like he did in college. Uh, so from the fan standpoint, they're trying to figure out who this team is. But as far as players and coaches, yeah, we still trying to learn one another, but these guys are professionals, and cover one is cover one. A blitz package is a blitz package, and coaches talk to one another. So uh, I think from a player standpoint, we want to win. Fans, they're trying to understand who we are.
3: I'm glad you brought that up, Tyrone. Uh, You know Matt Rule. You know taking over. Um, What has been the your impression of him so far? Especially, you know, you bring up the point. You know, he's coming from college, and you know, you know, I've never experienced a young coach coming in. I played around around a lot of veteran coaches. What has been kind of the thought process as you guys have seen it in terms of has he come in and put his stamp on things yet, or is he in that still in that prove it mode?
1: Well, I think from a standpoint, we've seen uh, a couple of times, say, for example, Tampa Bay. you know, you call a punt when you should be, uh, a fake punt when you should doing something else. And knowing that a professional team, these guys know that the ball is in a certain position on the field, you're not going to punt the ball. We know it's a fake. So we're not going to go for the old banana tailpipe. So from that standpoint, (laughs) I'm like, you know, he's probably (laughs) learning that this is not college. So these guys do really look at them and they really do think and they're not just going back to their dormitories and after practice and just relaxing. But from a standpoint of him being a coach, X's and O's are still the same. Uh, He's called games. Uh, Coach Matt Rule has called games. He's been in control. So now just putting – the players in a better understanding of what the situations are. But, again, you can't do some of the things we did against Tampa Bay, the Panthers did against Tampa Bay, and expect to win in the NFL. So he's learning. He's young, but he's been around coaching. And just like Ed said, I haven't been ever been around a rookie coach before. Um, I've been around veteran coaches, even though it may be their first time on a team as the head coach. But they got experience, and many, many years – in the NFL from a defensive coordinator or offensive coordinator standpoint. So um, I'm pretty sure that's a big adjustment for Matt Rule, but he's doing good for the young guys that he has on the team. He's doing pretty good.
0: I I will say this just to to piggyback on what Ty just said. Um, From talking to Carolina Panther beat writers and uh, folks that have followed this team throughout most of the summer going into the season, there was a concentrated effort to flip this roster over to a younger roster. And as I look back on it now, it's, it was done on purpose because of the style that Matt Rule was implementing into the Carolina Panthers' veins, basically, which is a, it's kind of a college type of atmosphere. Um, you know, the, the practices are fast paced. They're more competition led. Uh, I don't know if, uh, and this actually is a great question for, for, for Ed, and I've posted to Tyrone before. It, it seems like they, they made a concerted effort to bring in guys that were much younger to implement the style as opposed to bringing in vets that may have balked at all the running and this and that and everything else from you know Tuesday to, to, to Saturday that Matt Rule has done. Is that something, as, as you guys were later on in your professional careers, would you have wanted to do something like that where you're literally running from drill to drill every two minutes and mm. basically it's back to college all over again? Because that's literally what the Panthers have done. They've, they've kind of done a Pete Carroll type of thing when he first arrived in Seattle,
3: you jump on that one first,
0: Tyron. I'll go after you.
1: All right. Well, I say this: that what Desmond just described, and I've mentioned this before. That is not something. That is not a young thing. It's not an old thing. That is just a want to play the game the way it's played. You practice like you play. We've all heard that. Perfect practice. Um, you perfect practice makes perfect. Uh, knowledge and this proper use wins battles. So uh, I mentioned Mike Shanahan. You know, we did that in Denver. Uh, Mike Shanahan came from the old Bill Walsh system and they ran on the field if we had to sub second unit sub in for the first unit you jog just like you jogged out on the field so that is fast paced and that is exactly what uh, I believe uh, coach rule is doing so I don't think this is no college thing I just think that is the way football is to be played you are to practice like you play.
3: And, you know, that's I had a unique experience in 99. I was in uh, Cleveland for a quick minute for a cup of coffee when they were coming back into the league. Eventually I landed in Detroit that year. But uh, Chris Palmer was the head coach, and uh, this dude, man, he came in. I had people like uh, Lomas Brown, some of these veterans on this team. You know, it was a real kind of veteran-laden team. And I remember the very first meeting in the the offseason, first mini camp. he literally came in. And told everybody, I don't care who you are. I don't care where you've been. This is how I do it. And this is how it's going to be. And I think, honestly, Tyrone, he rubbed a lot of guys the wrong way. Uh, mm-hmm. a lot of veterans, you know, they put, you know, you put a lot of years in and you're not necessarily looking for special treatment or anything like that, but you're looking for a little more respect than a rookie. You know, that sometimes you got to get those guys in line. So, you know, depending on how Matt Rule does things, which it sounds like he's going the right way. Uh, you know, it can be a, a positive, you know, for some of those veterans though, they can take it the wrong way. Sometimes I saw a lot of furrowed brows in that first meeting in Cleveland. And I don't think a lot of guys ever recovered from that like relationship wise, but this is a unique situation with rule. Cause he's coming fresh from college and coincidentally we're dealing with the same thing with Kingsbury owns in his second year. You know, he didn't even have a, a lot of experience in college uh, you know, losing record and all that, but you know, he's come over here and he's kind of uh, put his stamp on things as well, creating a, what I would consider a good uh, kind of environment. And uh, and you know, so we're we're looking on the uh, uh, uptick as well. But yeah, these these younger coaches, man, or these rookie rookie coaches who don't have the NFL experience, I do think you know it's it's a tricky spot they're in trying to figure out how do I come in? Do I kick the doors open? Or do I, you know, show a little love for the veterans? So, you know, I, I, I env- don't envy the, you know, the fact where they come from, what they deal with, with, uh, you know, trying to teach millionaires all of a sudden to, to do things differently sometimes. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So, and I, I would say this, adding to what Ed was saying, like you said, different perspective. Everybody played for different teams. And um, like I said, I played for organizations where uh, every, everything has been top-notch. Carolina Panthers had a top-notch organization. The, Indianapolis Colts had a top notch organization. The Patriots, top notch organization. The Broncos, top notch. And even my stint with the Texans was top notch. So I'm only used to being served steak. So I don't, (laughs) (laughs) you know, all that disrespect and everything. So when I think about it, there is a disrespect, like Ed said, from a human relationship. If you're getting in somebody's face, pointing the finger, disrespecting them in front of their peers, then yes, the veterans are not going to buy into that. But if you're disrespecting effort, you're not putting enough effort to win a championship. That's why each year only 53 guys are able to say that they are champions. Because 53 guys came together and said, we're going to push ourselves. Disrespect me, push me harder." But then, like I said, if you got guys who come from teams where they never expected to win, and you tell a guy, hey, one more, he's going to feel like that's disrespectful. But if you got a guy who comes from a team that that's all they do, that's not disrespect. You're just pushing me.
2: I like that. So believe in the Arizona Cardinals here, we got Desmond Johnson and Tyrone Poole joining us from the believe in the Carolina Panthers uh, podcast. So I want to ask this, you mentioned a little bit about, you know, expected to win. And also uh, you mentioned earlier about kind of the, over the, during the season trying to turn the roster to maybe get a little bit quarter I be mean, a little bit younger. So I wanted to talk about the quarterbacks for the, for the respective teams um, in, in terms of, am I wrong in terms of looking at, Teddy Bridgewater as the guy that might not necessarily win you a game, but he's, but he's great enough to kind of keep you in the game. He's not going to do anything dy- dynamic and, and, and dynastic in that way. Um, am I wrong in that? Cause the guys had zero turnovers last week, you know, you four, four turnovers uh, last week. And so that's a, you know, that that bodes well, but what's, what's your thought of, of, of Teddy Bridgewater. And then when you're looking at the Arizona Cardinals, how do you guys view our quarterback over here, Kyler Murray? And we'll start with you, Desmond.
0: Um, with in, in terms of Teddy Bridgewater, watching this Chargers game and really watching them so far this entire season, I had the same thought. And I finally realized that I'd had the same thought every game. And it's basically what you just said. Um, it felt like being a Panther fan since their inception, the Panthers, no matter who the head coach has been, no matter who the personnel has been, they've always been about running the football, And stop on the run. That's been like the MO. They basically, to me, they kind of wanted to copy what the Steelers have done for 40-plus years. So that's been basically what the Panthers have tried to do through different iterations of coaching staffs and quarterbacks and everything else. Teddy, it feels like when we're watching him play, it feels like he's throwing the ball 60 times a game. Like, it feels like they're using the pass game to move the ball around, especially with McCaffrey out. Then you go and look at the box score, and Teddy was 22 for 28, 235 yards. One touchdown, no interceptions, pretty much stayed clean. But it felt like he was throwing the ball more than 30 times during that game. So I don't know if that's a testament to Teddy or a testament to Joe Brady, the offensive coordinator, and the way they called the game, or the defense has given him short fields. But you're right in terms of Bridgewater won't lose a game for you. He's not the type of – he's not a gunslinger. He's not going to try stuff. He's not going to fit a ball in a a, a window that's not there or, uh, you know, take – you know, make a uh, a read and not see that safety over there. You know, he's not that kind of guy. He knows this offense. He knows it really well, actually, after seeing him for three weeks. He's not afraid to throw it uh, across the middle of the field. Um Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore, both were on pace for 1,100 yards each. So he he's very comfortable in this offense. But to your point, uh Javon, he is not uh Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson – Tyler Murray, even in terms of like being able to make a play out of nothing. Like I haven't seen that from Teddy yet. Uh That's not a knock on Teddy. That's just not who he is from what I've seen so far. And to be honest, it's kind of, it's kind of refreshing a little bit after having Cam Newton for eight or nine years, because <laughs> with Cam, the thrill of Cam was you had no idea what was going to happen. <laughs> that was literally the thrill <laughs> of having a quarterback. He could throw a 60-yard bomb flat-footed for a touchdown. He could throw an interception behind the line of scrimmage and it's going the other way. He'd get sacked after running around for 10 minutes. Like You just didn't know what was going to happen, and that was the excitement. With Teddy, you kind of know what's going to happen. It's steady, steady Teddy. He's going he's to complete passes. He's going to be over 65% on his passes. Guys are going to eat. Are you going to win? I, eh, more often than not, yeah. But it's not the same thing, and I think that's what Panther fans are kind of trying to get uh, accustomed to—Teddy style, as opposed to what we've seen over the past uh, decade with Cam, and even before him with Jake DeLome. It was the same thing—you didn't know what was going to happen while he was back there. Yeah. So I think that's kind of what the Panther fans are going through right now.
2: And Ed, and uh, I want to get hear your thoughts, and then we'll get to you, Tyrone. What, what are you? Mm-hmm. What's your thoughts on that? On Teddy? On on Teddy, and when you and Teddy and, yeah. and Kyler as well.
3: Yeah, Teddy, you know, he's, he's like the, the safe girlfriend, you know, uh. That's great. That is she, so good. <laughs> she, yeah. I mean, you don't, she's gonna, I mean, he's, she's gonna do exactly everything that you ask her to do because, you know, she, she's happy to be with you, right? You know? <laughs> <laughs> and you don't have to worry. Her. I mean, Teddy, I mean, he, that's basically what he feels like. You know, he's, he's, he's real tried and true. He's going to be there, not going to be too risky. You don't have to worry about him going out with the girlfriends or anything like that and any other trouble. Uh, at the same time, you know, he's not a dying piece, you know. So, I mean, I, I like That's Teddy. That's my partner, in, man. But, you know, I do, like, I do like Teddy in this situation, though, because I think when you're trying to reestablish, and this is exactly what you would like, you know. And, and I would like later on before you guys go, I would like to get both of your opinions because you brought up Cam Desmond, in terms of his fashion and flair, was that sometimes some time a distraction? You know, it seems like he put more effort into the uh, post game than you know concentrating more, like you said, and instead of throwing the ball to the other team sometimes. So I was all, I'm always curious, you know, what you guys over there thought of his presentation sometime.
0: <laughs> well, I, I never took yeah i never took chemistry we can talk about that later on but yeah I, yeah <laughs> I'm, stuck on the whole, I'm still stuck on the whole comparison thing so like teddy's not wifey material is that basically what we're saying or
3: <laughs> teddy is wifey material after you figured out you're tired of running around how's that <laughs>
0: my partner
3: I uh, partner
2: with the analogies. I love it, Tyrone. What do you think about? What do you think about Kyler, and then uh, and also Teddy in terms of when you're looking at the comparison of those those two gentlemen, those quarterbacks?
1: Well, of course, you know when you look at Teddy, and I think about the NFC South. Uh, I think those quarterbacks mirror one another. They mirror one another. You look at um, uh, Matt Ryan, say for Atlanta. I think Teddy is kind of like a Matt Ryan. Um, he's going to get in, he put players around him and he's going to read the defense and try to get the ball to the open person. Um, uh, he's not going to be that type of guy. You look back in the old days of Brett Favre. Um, he's got to remind me of a Troy Aikman as well. Troy Aikman of Dallas Cowboys. Troy, Aikman, He did what he had to do through the ball. He had the ability. If he needed to put the team on his back, he could do it. But would you want him to do that? All 16 games, I don't know. And Troy Aikman, we know, won some Super Bowls. So um, I think Teddy showed that without uh, McCafferty that he could lead the Panthers to a victory. I think the pass against the Chargers, he was 22 of 28. So that's really throwing the ball where it's supposed to be. And so I I think he has the ability to – Go to that next level if he needs to. But he's comfortable, I think, in his scheme and just being that type of guy that is consistent. It's like Desmond said, just like Ed said. He's consistent and probably feels good being that, okay, I'll throw where I need to throw and I'll do what I need to do because I want to win. Uh, but can he take the team on his back? I think so. Now, Kyler Murray, I think you got a guy who's learning. He's playing off a lot of energy. And I think when he comes back next year, ask me next year about of Murray because right now nobody really knows too much. So the NFL, I do know this, and Ed knows this too, that these coaches are paid to break down and find your weaknesses. That's why they call it, you know, whatever you want to call it, the sophomore slump you want to call it or whatever, but they study and they find your weaknesses and they come back and take away whatever you were strong at and make you play left-handed. So, uh, but Kyler Murray has the athletic ability. He's in a fun system. And, you know, it's just amazing to see how he's using his legs. But, again, a la Michael Vick, you know, you got to learn how to throw that ball. And, you know, he's a good quarterback. So the future is bright for him. But ask me um, next year uh, what I really
0: think. <laughs> got you. The, the, the best thing that happened to Kyler Murray was – Houston for whatever reason trading to Andre Hopkins for a bag of peanuts and some you know some pennies to you guys and like literally I don't know why he decided well I do know why he decided to do it, but that was the best thing to happen to Kyler Murray's career going forward because now he's got a legit, you know, top top what would you say top top five wide receiver in the league, DeAndre Hopkins right now? Would you yeah. put him that high? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah I'd put him that high, mm-hmm. top five. Yeah, so I mean, he yeah. gets, gets gifted a top five wide receiver. What? I mean, it, that early his career. So that's. That's that's the problem we face this week. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: So let's so believe in the Arizona Cardinals. But let's go let's let's go into a little bit of uh to looking at this game and kind of maybe get some predictions here. So if the Cardinals are coming in, we might have to have Isaiah Simmons, our rookie, play in the safety position because we have some injuries uh, at that position with uh, Buda Baker and also with uh, who else was it with a, a, a Blankship? Hold on. I mean, I'm looking right now. I'm looking at the injury report, so bear with me just a second. So with uh, – yeah, with uh, Banjo. Banjo was uh, – Banjo might be out as well. So with a with a hamstring, um, one of the things I'm concerned about is the Cardinals. You mentioned earlier about sometimes, uh, Desmond, you mentioned with that uh, sometimes – uh, Teddy is using it, seems like maybe they're using the short pass game as almost like the run game, so to speak. And I think that's my, my concern with Cliff Kingsbury in terms of passing way too much, uh, using the, that horizontal game that Ed, Ed always talks about, um, and not really establishing the run to the point where you really feel good about it uh, late in games. Uh, I'm I'm a little concerned about this one because I'm just unsure in, in terms of how they're going to, to respond to, to losing uh, last week and the way that they did with Kyler, a lot of that having to own uh, the loss for that. But so your thoughts on this game and how this breaks down, we'll start with you first time around what you got.
1: Well, again, you mentioned the passing and right away when you think about passing, you got to think about the pass defense for the Panthers and the Panthers will have will have to put uh, – uh, the four-man rush is going to really have to be effective uh, this uh, week, this weekend against the cars. Because if you don't put pressure on the quarterback, which they got to be careful when they blitz because Kyler Murray is a mobile quarterback, and if you send that blitz and he steps up, then usually you're either going to be in zone blitz or man blitz. And everybody, when you blitz, Everybody now, you're weak as far as the ability just to have people to come in and make the tackle. So Kyler Murray has shown that he can evade, and once he gets into the open field, he can be dangerous. So I think the Panthers are going to have to be very careful on how they pressure him. And I'm pretty sure they're going to have a spy on him. And at the same time with the receivers like DeAndre Hopkins, and you got Larry Fitzgerald, you know, the tight end Dan Arnold, you know, these guys still can throw the ball. Um you got Christian Kirk, I believe is he playing. So uh, I think he
2: may be out. He it's possible. Out. He's he's kind of injury prone lately. The it, it he kind of can be a little bit uh up and down, more down than up.
1: Okay. And then you got Kenyon Drake, you know, he he's you know good out of the backfield that ties with the Dolphins. So, you know, he's seen that he can actually play. And actually, Kenyon Drake is from Georgia. So, you know, shouts out to all these Georgia athletes, man. We be putting them out there, you know. <laughs> um, the, um, the secondary for the Panthers, finishing up. The Panthers secondary, the young corners, they're going to have to really play. So all three corners are going to have to really play uh, for the Panthers in order for the team to be victorious. So that's my take without giving you guys the whole ball of
0: wax. Okay, what you got, Desmond? <clears throat> um, I, you know, last week was the first week that we had seen uh, over the first three weeks of the season where the Panthers were able to get to the quarterback. Um, I think this week will be more about containment, kind of piggybacking off of what Ty was saying there. I, I like the idea of having a spy, like Tyrone said also, and I think we have the perfect person for that, and that'd be rookie safety Jeremy Chin out of Southern Illinois. Uh, right now, he's been in my opinion, the best rookie uh, out of our rookie class uh, so far. 27 tackles right now, leading the team, uh, plays safety, kind of a hybrid safety linebacker type guy. I've actually compared him to Cam Chancellor in terms of how he plays. Uh, he's not the boisterous, you know, he's not that prototypical defensive back, loud, I'm on an island, everybody look at me, that kind of thing. Although Ty wouldn't like that either, but, this guy really he's, he's, he's real quiet, um, he just does his job, puts his head down, gets the work done and I, I would not be surprised if Carolina and defensive coordinator Phil Snow used Chin as a spy on Kyler Murray because the one thing that could destroy this Panther defense is Kyler Murray breaking off of a play and scrambling off for you know a twenty five yard carry or whatever to continue like a third and six or something like that. I could easily see that happening uh, with his defense. Um, there's been plenty of times during the early part of the season where the defense wasn't lined up correctly or didn't get the right play in in time or whatever it may be. There's been some miscommunication uh, issues with them. It's almost as if the Panthers have treated the first two weeks of the of the regular season as preseason, uh, kind of similar to the way the Patriots uh, have always been rumored to kind of treat the first month as preseason. It, it kind of feels like that because it feels like their their defense was kind of vanilla the first two weeks. And then last week, they kind of Took the rap off of it a little bit, and you uh, start seeing more blitzes. Brian Burns was more active. Uh, Derek Brown was a, a beast in the middle, it, and you just started seeing a little bit more of what they're trying to do. I would, I would imagine a continuation of that, and taking advantage of playing yet another young quarterback. Um, I'm scared to death, of DeAndre Hopkins, however, so I'm not sure what's going to happen with that. I would imagine Dante Jackson will be on him, so that'll be a good matchup to watch on Sunday. Uh, but other than that, yeah, anything is containment of Kyler Murray. I, I'm worried about him getting out of the pocket and making stuff happen. Um, if they can do that, and if they can stop the run, make you guys one-dimensional, I feel like the Panthers would have a pretty good shot. But the game is going to be close, I think, either way. The Panthers are going to be in shootouts all year. That's just kind of the way they were built this season. And I wouldn't expect anything less than this one. It's going to be a 34-31 to 31 type of game, I think.
1: Okay. Not I thought it why I'm going to go back and say this about the uh, – other side of the ball, the same thing is going to have to happen with the Cardinals as well. Now Patrick Peterson and I know Devon Canard uh, again. I think he's uh, something wrong with him as well. So now the Panthers they have some some speedy wide receivers too. Now uh, hmm. uh, Robbie Anderson and you got DJ Moore. They you know had good games yesterday uh, last uh, weekend and the Cur- uh, Curtis Samuel. So. Uh, it's going to be a shootout, and 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 if the running game can stay steady with Mike Davis, then I think you allow quarterback like Teddy Bridgewater, like we were talking about, who is steady Teddy as uh, Desmond calls him. You give him opportunity to control the throwing and dumping the ball down to the open player, as they call it, yak. That's the, the short passing game is an extension of the running game. So the same thing that we're talking about the Actual Panthers secondary and pass defense got to be prepared for where I think it's the same as well with the Cardinals uh, because the Panthers, they have the ability to be explosive uh, in the passing game offensively too.
2: That's what's up. Well, gentlemen, we are going to, uh, we are going to uh, transition. We're going to let y'all go. I like this, man. We are melanin in the, up in the building. Love it. So Desmond Johnson, <laughs> Tyrone Pool. Uh, we appreciate y'all yeah. joining us uh, here on Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. Everybody make sure you check them out and support them on Believe in the Carolina, Carolina Panthers. Thank you, gentlemen, again, much appreciated for your time. Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. Again, thanks to Desmond Johnson and Tyrone Poole. Uh, man, I I hate the fact that you got these these NFL veterans that echo the same thing as my partner when it comes to what we do like to do is break the season down in the quarters, <laughs> which is which is right. I'm not saying that you're wrong. I'm just saying, and I'm and I and I kind of saw we we on the video on Zoom, and so Ed kind of looking over at me as if to say,
3: Yeah, yeah, brother. We we, we speak the same language. Players, we all speak that same language, man. (laughs) The second he said it, too, I was like, how many times have I said that? You know, but it is – it's inbred in us so much to keep us focused and have goals that, you know, that's something that just about every coach uh, kind of brings up, you know, the, at least the good ones.
2: <laughs> and I, and it made me feel good as well because your analogies always, always make me laugh and smile. And it made them smile
3: and laugh as well. So <laughs> you, on point. You, you, know, you so. know, I always got one in the bag. So. <laughs> <laughs> hey, before we before we jump into it, yeah, I, you know, next time we talk because I really want to know uh Tyrone how he decides which ring to wear. You know, I only got one. Ah. I don't have I don't have problems like him, you know, and his <laughs> his are obviously bigger than mine. But I was like, I wonder, I was just sitting there, literally thinking, I was like, I wonder which one he, uh, how he decides. oh, I'm gonna go with this one today, or this, you know, because yeah, they are both big, but both bigger <laughs> than mine.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, we have to ask him next time. So I wanted to, so in before we wrap up and get on out of here, I wanted again just your thoughts on how do you see this game playing out. Um, Again, I, I don't. I'm. I'm just not sure. It's, it's such a young season, so you just don't know. And there's all these all kinds of things going on. But how do you see this game playing out? And get your get your proje- projection or prediction on on the game uh, this week's game.
3: Well, you know, Jay, I think it was going to be a contrast of styles: the conservative style of Teddy Bridgewater and the Panthers, obviously minus McCaffrey, versus our potential potential explosive offense, you know. Uh, we, we, we've shown signs of it, and obviously we, I think we did take a step back last week uh, with the interceptions and some, some different things. But, you know, we have, if we can get on that fast track and force Carolina to play from behind, I think what happened this past week with the uh, Chargers, they just let Carolina just hang around. This was one of those games where you thought, you know, and I know Chargers playing with rookie quarterback, but, you know, they just kind of let them hang around, hang around, take a lead. They never took control of the game. And then the next you know, uh, the Panthers, you know, just they won that game and it was almost like, how'd they do that? You know? Right. And then if you think about it too, and we didn't even have a chance to talk to this uh, with Desmond and Tyrone about this, they were literally, they were one play away from losing that game, that hook and lateral. Yeah. If, if you know, if the Chargers pulled that off, then we're like, wow, they blew that one. So they very easily could have been 0-3, but with us coming in, you know, I think their main goal is – because now I think everybody's starting to get that formula of we have to try to figure out how to contain Kyle. We might not slow him down totally, but you're going to see more teams try to have more discipline in their upfield uh, pressure, but try to put extreme pressure up the middle of the field on him because, as I always go back to it, is smaller stature and stature, stature size. So I think if you can – create that bubble, that mini bubble around them, keep them in the pocket, but also get pressure up the middle. Now, to combat that, the Cardinals obviously they will have some design rollouts and things like that to help them create lanes. But it, their goal is going to be to try to stop our run, uh, put pressure on Kyler, contain him, and then offensively they'll try to lull us to sleep with a little run here, a little Teddy here. Uh, it could be one of those games where we look up, and in the third quarter the score is like either 17 or 14, or it could be, you know, Cardinals 35, uh, you know, Carolina, you know, trying to keep up with us in the low twenties, you know, as far as the prediction for this game, I do see us bouncing back from last week's loss. Um, you know, sometime a loss can be a, a good thing. And I think after the San Francisco win, we got a little, you know, we, hey, everybody's ready to buy the Super Bowl tickets and, and then we beat Washington and look like, you know, you know, hey, we're on the way. And you and I, we take the calls on Saturdays on our uh, Saturday show, Easy Sports Talk. We've been taking a little bit of beating from some of our people in terms of y'all need to put some respect on it, you know. This so this so true. It, you know, a little bit brought back down to earth. They go over there focused. Uh, I do see Cardinals winning this game somewhere, I would think, around 30 to, to, to 17, 17 or 20, somewhere around that mark.
2: Okay, okay. I, I... Man, I don't know. I think this might be one where they come up just a little bit short. I think it, it might be a, for that reason, that ability just to just to keep it, try to keep it out of the, out of the Cardinals hands. Um, and so just to try to do just enough to do it. So it might be one of those ugly 17, 16, 17, 14 type games where they barely they barely lose. I hope I'm wrong. But, you know, that's just, I don't know, it's just some, something something about it. But, again, I hope you're right and I'm wrong. But So, uh, so as we head out of here, again, thank you to our Believe brothers, Believe in the Carolina Panthers, Desmond Johnson, and also Tyrone Poole for stopping through. On behalf of the one and only Ed Easy Smith, I am Javon Adams, and we'll see you all next time. Tell a friend about what we have going on here. Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. Spread the word. So, until next time, like we always say around this time, you can
1: who get it done.